London and Richard Nixon all had in common. Well, they've all been members of the exclusive all-male Bohemian Club in California, where every year at this time, the elite from around the country get together for two and a half weeks of uh, fun and games. Gemini! As this special assignment report. A non-essential elite presidential retreat Confidential, discreet, monumental deceit They're not gentle or sweet, more than mental defeat Once you enter your seat, well now you're in for a treat The cremation of care to the creation of fear This location is where the vacation each year My frustration, I swear, is for the whole nation to hear My donation to your ears, world domination is near Listen, wealthy and well-placed are these snake-eyed hawks Unhealthy and pale-faced at the lakeside talks I've come to warn you, they cover their heads with hoods And dance around naked in California's redwoods A gentleman Club equipped with good drinks and table shows, hat legs rolled up, put winks and cable toes. Mark sacrifices the mullet, alcoholic, frolic, political false prophets come to pickpocket your wallet. Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? 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 Tell me who? Tell me who? 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 Tell me who? Tell me? Tell me? Tell me who? Who? Tell me who? Tell me? Tell me? Tell me who? Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me? Tell me? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me? Tell me? Tell me who? Bones membership grows by 15. Evidence the could bury presidents if seen. There'll be more than regrets if one of their secrets gets told. There will be more than threats as the last cigarette gets rolled. You must have plenty of money to enter the windowless tomb. 322, not many have been through this room. Trust me, the order of death amounts to more than Masons. Trilateral Commission Council on Foreign Relations. Listen, I'll come to paint the portrait of a picture scary. It's like a eugenics project, the way they intermarry. Scriptures vary, but many say that it's just a mirage. Made the money off the slave trade and espionage. As the paparazzi, Father George. His pops was a Nazi Clear the smoke and you'll find old folks cloaked in Versace Watch me expose those that chose a lousy copy Of a German fraternity financed by the drowsy poppy Who? Tell me 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 who? Secret society Sell it to you for quadruple Truthfully, the people fell asleep 
instrumentals destroy communities and diminish human potential created injustices and pit neighbor against neighbor tax workers to death and stolen the fruits of our labor pays us they terminate the sanctions against tax evasion i'm for the eventual nullification of all taxation i'm for that what you call it non-cooperation with evil i'm for the motherfucking people and all, all anti-racketeering statutes such as the rico which pummel peaceful behavior and punish innocent people by freezing and or seizing assets of the accused or convicted tactics they use are often twisted assuming humans are guilty prior to conviction people are doing time for crimes that lack victims revamp the system in its entirety armed citizens are essential to a bounty of society See what Yahweh see, IRS, KGB. Realistically, there ain't no difference to he like this bogus democracy. You really think the market's free? Free for industry to find cheap ass labor and constant new pool, then sell it to you for quadruple. Truthfully, the people better sleep at the switch. Capitalism ain't it the shit. Watch yourself. The history of a nation, of a civilization, somehow could view itself as the most free and the most democratic and the most enlightened and still deny the pervasive suffering in relation so often times to poor people and working people and people of color. an illusion of freedom we could never be free unless radical change happens immediately you see yeah it's 1990 damn it's 2004 yes it is already almost 2005 damn this joint's 10 years old it's a whole decade in the making right it's a little bit harder to keep your freedoms now than in 94 but you ain't lying i really want you to try to hold on to your freedoms Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on RazRadioLive.com. Follow one man's journey down the never-ending rabbit hole to find out what the truth is. All I'm offering is the truth. Scott Ledger is your distinguished host for Dangerous Conversation. Give Scott a call at 941-421-0401. No matter what side of the fence you are on, he'll talk to you. Everyone from Tucker Carlson. Take some mushrooms and squeegee your third fucking eye. To Waterhead from the LRWS. Sometimes the weak ones need to do drugs and they need to die out. Thomas, what drugs have you done? Give me a list. You have an opinion about drugs, but you've never done any. Dangerous Conversation. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. on RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Offering is the truth, nothing more. That is right, the truth, and nothing more. Welcome to the first 52 Rams Radio Live.com, Radio Free Blood.com, and Radio Chaos. It is January the 12th, 2016. I mean, I can't believe it's already the 12th. It feels like New Year's Eve was just the other day. And it's just, it's amazing. The time just flies on by us. How quickly it goes. I want to welcome you guys to the show, First 52. And as you know, I am your host, Sean Rance. Got a lot of things going on tonight. Uh, going to cover a bunch of news and just basic thoughts in the first hour like I like to do. And then the second hour, we have our buddy Felipe Hemming from Photography is Not a Crime. He'll be coming on board, and uh, I guess we'll bash some cops for a while. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. Never. Not at all. <sighs> you know, last week, I had to spend some time alone towards the end of the week. My wife uh, had to go for training for work. Go stay up in Tampa for a while. And the son and I had to do it all by ourselves. All alone. No woman here to help us. Well, we survived. We made it through. We did it. No issues. The house didn't burn down. Nobody died. It went well. Well, I'm a pretty good uh, guy on my own. I can handle it. And I'm going to do it again this week. Yet another week. I'm going to be left alone. She's got more training to do. Now, she works uh, in title, you know, with real estate. And and all the laws change so much over there that they're constantly uh, racing these guys through new classes and, and just trying to update what they know and how the government can control it all better. Yes, that is what happens. They want to control it all. They try to control it all. And that's why we're here, to try to stop them from controlling it all. That's the whole point of what I do every week. I get up here. I rant and rave about the things that matter to me, things that, that really are important. And then I move on for the week and build the next the next show for the following week. Yeah, I got some people that complain that takes me a little long. You know, show starts at 6, but I don't really get talking until, you know, 10 after or so. I work all day. I'm sorry. I, I do a long intro to ensure I got all my stuff together to give a good show. As good a show as I can. So, 
I apologize about the long intros. It's always been an issue. All the whole almost four years I've been doing my show, people complain that I got long intros. Sorry, I like my music. I I, I like to to spread their word. The, the the music says a lot of it, and that's why I do it. If you don't like listening to the music, but you like listening to the show, tune in at eight ten or at six ten because that's when I'll be getting ready to start talking. I mean, it's really that simple. It's it's that easy. That's how it works. I see coming across my my new screen here, uh, the Gary, and this was from last week, and I wanted to get to it, and I never made it to it. But Gary Johnson is officially running for president uh, in 2016. Gary Johnson, 2016. Finally, the wait is over, and Gary Johnson is officially running for president in 2016. There are many libertarians who have been waiting years for the governor to make that decision. Speculation has run uh, is has been running rampant since at least 2014 when Gary Johnson first declared he wanted to run for president again. I'm assuming he's going to be running underneath the Libertarian Party. More power to him. At least I'll actually have somebody uh, to possibly vote for in the presidential section of the election. Because as of everybody else, I don't plan on it. Even I, I, I might maybe would vote for Rand, possibly. I mean, he's... He's not perfect, but he's definitely better than anybody else up there. But Gary Johnson will be running. And, well, he'll get his 1%, 2 3%, as libertarians always do, even though most people are libertarians at heart or, or follow a lot of the principles of libertarianism. They'll never want to admit that they are, and they'll never vote for somebody who is, even though they'd probably be really happy with the results. Uh, first, Gary Johnson will have to run for the Libertarian Party's nomination for president because Johnson has waited so long to officially announce he's running for president. He faces an entirely different political landscape. It won't be the walk in the park that getting the Libertarian Party nomination in 2012 was. While Gary has been waiting in the wings for over a year talking about how he wanted to run for president, a number of other candidates have entered the race. There are multiple well-organized and well-funded competitors to the incumbent nominee. So will he make it there? I don't know. Interested to see. And again, like I said, at least I would have somebody um, to really vote for. And maybe I wouldn't even want to vote for him in the long run. But, you know, he probably is somebody I would I would support and back up. It's just these elections are just ridiculous anymore. You know, do you really think Trump's going to get the nomination? Do you really think the, the, the Republican elite are going to allow Trump to get that a nomination, that nomination, I mean, I just don't see it happening. There's a lot of uh, I didn't even pull them up. I, I read some articles earlier this week. My old co-host sent uh, about how he has already has the 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 votes from the elite, from the people that matter. He already has people backing him. So, as Jack has always said, as I have said for you know a long time, I think it's going to be Bush. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Should be interesting how it goes down. Uh, they had a vote today on the uh, audit the Fed. And you would expect all the people that should be present for the audit the Fed vote, you know, those people that we elect into the position to be there when the Senate makes votes, you know, that that's where they should be. Well, unless they're trying to become president, then they don't have to show up. They don't have to stand up for your true freedoms, which is. You know, figuring out what the Fed's been up to. So Cruz didn't feel he had to show up to his actual job that he has right now and, and place a vote. So Ted Cruz made the decision today, which is sure to puzzle many conservatives and inflame 
liberty activists across the country missing the vote on Senator Rand Paul's audit the Fed bill. Cruz is reported to be campaigning in New Hampshire today. So that's more important. More important to become president than to do your job that you currently have. I get it. That's cool. That's cool, Bruce. I like it. You just keep doing that. You probably hear my son giggling in the background. Mikey. <laughs> so uh, Cruz just didn't want to do his job today. So I figured I'd point that out. It's not really that important. I really don't care. Uh, I don't like Cruz. I, I don't think he's eligible. But Or is it Rubio? I don't know. All these guys. None of them are eligible because they all suck. They're all stupid. They don't get it. Speaking of stupid, you know, while we're talking about stupid, let's get stupid out of the way real fast. Um, Mark Dice, you know, he does the, the in the street videos a lot. He's always out there doing them. More power to him. I think they're great. We know they're edited. You know, obviously, they're going to edit in and, and give you what they really want you to see. You know, that's the way it works. So what do you think all news organizations do? It's not like it's, they're the first ones doing it. But it's entertaining to watch the people in this country. Now, this is six minutes and 54 seconds. So I'm not going to play the whole thing. But we got to get a sample of, of what, what the American people are willing to just do. Just to demonstrate how most people will mindlessly follow orders, I'm going to approach random people and tell them to give me personal information and start writing it down on this clipboard without telling them why, who I am, or even what it's for to see if they will mindlessly follow a direct order. What's your name, bro? What's happening? What's your What's name? Up? What's your name? Last name. Well, at least What's they your edited out their names and stuff. And all their information. That's a Pretty banquet. What city do you live in? What street do you live on? He tells me and even spells it for me. It's kind of a sin that they got it bleeped out like that. Because you can't, you know, it's, it's bad for radio. But I wanted you guys to hear how easily they just give the information. Uh, for what? Yeah, it's the final uh, entry form here. Uh, I'm just getting some data to, just to help out with uh, some programs. Uh, what's the social security number? I don't even know if I feel comfortable. Giving that out. Okay. I like okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't either. Thanks, bud. Thank you. He didn't even ask me who I was, what this was for, or anything. He just walked away. What's your name? Hold on one second. Last name. Huh? Last name. What is this for? It's a new program we're working on. What, what's your last name? What's your birth date? I'm trying to turn it down when the beeps come. Sorry, guys. These people are telling them everything. What street do you live on? Um, I live in... What's the street name? Oh. What's the number? What's the, what's the address number? Street number. Wait, what is this for, though? So for a new program we're doing just to help out. Just What's the street number? What's the address? What's your phone number? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you get the point here. These people are just randomly giving their information. They don't even care who, who they're giving it to. What new program this was for, he just mindlessly obeyed like a zombie. 
There's zombies everywhere. I'm not going to keep playing it because the beeping's killing me. I, I, I didn't realize I had bleeped all that out. But it's something you got to think about, that, that people would just just blurt out just random, important information. I'll take some phone calls up until uh, the, fir- the end of the first hour. So if you wanted to call in, 941-421-0401. Uh, just when it rings, I'll pick up and I'll come to you as soon as I get a second. Uh, just throwing that out. We'll take some phone calls before Felipe gets gets here with us. So he, he Dice goes around claiming it's data for some programs to help out, to make things better. And people just give them his address, their, their banking information, their phone number. I mean, really? Really? You're going to give that information out just to anybody who is talking authoritative to you. That's part of the problem we have in this country, that people just don't think. They don't They don't want to stand up for themselves. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you want to give that information out? Why? What? What's the point? So we have Facebook, and we know that, that we're being fished through there. Uh, we're going to talk later on when uh, Felipe joins me about the possible pre-crime type scenarios we're seeing with the, uh, what's it called now, the Beware program that we're seeing being used in, in some places. So we know that, you know, they're, they're watching all our stuff. They get all, most of the information they want from us if they try hard enough. But why would you just hand it out? Why, why would you, why, why would you not be concerned about just giving that out? Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't add up. Just doesn't add up. Ah, well, we know the uh, the U.S. is pounding its chest and and concerned. Well, of course, this dates back a ways because well, it did happen in December. But you know, the U.S. is all concerned about Iran again, and and we're worried about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And the Navy video shows Iran Iranian rockets launch near Truman other warships. The U.S. military released a video Saturday showing that it says showing what it says is an Iranian military vessel firing several unguided rockets near the aircraft carrier Harry S. Truman and other Western warships and com- uh, commercial aircraft. The incident occurred on December 26 in the state of in the Straits of Hormuz. Navy officials released the video to Military Times in response to a Freedom of Information request. The images show what appears to be an Iranian Revolutionary Guard vessel firing rockets from a distance of about 1,370 meters. Officials with U.S. Central Command's Command first disclosed, disclosed details about the incident last month. Approximately 20 minutes before the incident occurred, the Iranian had announced uh, Iranians had announced over maritime radio that they would be carrying out a live fire exercise, officials said. All right, so they warned everybody in the area 20 minutes prior. Okay, that's good for them. That's probably what they should do, right? Although the rockets traveled away from the Truman, uh, firing weapons so close to passing coalition ships and commercial traffic with an inter- internationally recognized maritime traffic lane is unsafe, unprofessional, inconsistent with international maritime law, said Commander Kevin Stevens, a spokesman for the U.S. Navy's Fifth, fifth Fleet. You know, it makes you wonder how many times we do things like that to antagonize other countries. I, I believe we've done things like that over in, in, in China waters. 
in Korean waters just to you know show a sign of force. I don't know if you guys remember me talk about Obama waving his dick on the mountain, or maybe that wasn't on my show. That was uh, on Shannon's show that I talked about that, and that's what they were doing with these rocket tests that they were doing over towards, uh, I think it was October, November. Kept having these weird rocket tests. And I, I really think it was just Obama, you know, showing off to to Putin. So, you know, we're trying to continue to increase the uh, the hatred towards Iran from the American people. You know, we always try to do that. Even though, you know, if you if you really get in the heart of Iran, to the people of Iran, not the government, not the officials, but the people of Iran, they want to be just like us. They want the same things we want. They don't want to, they don't want to live in, in fear of their government. They don't want to worry about wars getting started because of, of these elite people with a lot of money that are trying to make as much as they can. They don't want to live like that. They want to live just as the rest of us want to, free and, and unabated. They don't want to be harassed. I don't blame them. Would you? I, we don't. You wouldn't be listening to me if you wanted to be harassed, right? If freedom means something to you, that that's why you listen to shows like this. And I appreciate that. Well, on top of that, with Iran and, and trying to destroy us with their missile test, um, now, you know, it just came out not very long ago. Oh, we got the State of the Union address tonight. Ugh. God, that should be fun. I, I probably won't be watching. I just can tell you that much. But now we have 10 sailors aboard a U.S. Uh, aboard U.S. Navy boats missing in the Gulf, the uh, the Gulf over there, right? Ten sailors are are on board two U.S. Navy patrol boats that went missing in the Gulf, apparently after straying into Iranian waters, a U.S. defense official said Tuesday. Asked to confirm reports that 10 U.S. Navy personnel were on board the vessels, the official replied yes. He said the boats were in the vicinity of in the vicinity of Iran's Faris Islands, situated midway between Iran and the Saudi coast, when they lost contact. Hopefully, um, this is not going to become a big international incident. I'm curious to see what goes on. I read uh, some reports that Iran is trying to help find these people, these sailors, and I, I, I wish for the best for them and, and a safe return. Now they need to get home, hopefully safe and alive. Hopefully safe and alive. I'm just scanning through here, seeing you know what 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 we're going to talk about in the next segment. I, I think we'll cover uh, that Philly shooting with the uh, alleged, alleged allegiance to ISIS. <laughs> There's some interesting facts of that story that grabbed my attention and made me kind of think about it a little bit. Uh, some AI talk. Uh, do, do you want artificial intelligence around? Do you, do you think we should have artificial intelligence? Do you think that's something that can benefit us? Hmm. I don't know. We'll discuss that and a bunch of other things um, in the second segment of the first hour. The second segment of the first hour. Doesn't that sound so professional? You guys are listening to First 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and Radio Chaos. I'll be with you guys in a few minutes. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh. 
Poor Dave. Dave. Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex.
haven't heard her show lately. Here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Damn. See how Steve gets down right? Steve's wicked. So you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. There ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> I like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> oh my god. I like that. She ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It was absolutely insane. I like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, RazRadioLive.com, and Salty Talk Radio. We talk, we talk about the abducted, falsely imprisoned, tortured, and threatened with further torture without charge, without trial. Even many soldiers had said to me afterwards, was it hell if you weren't a terrorist when you came in here? By the time you leave, I'm sure you would be because of the way you've been treated. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. Malicious lies that attempt to shift the blame away from the terrorists themselves, away from the guilty. People are always asking me, yo Gemini, what's your angle? Are you a devil or an angel? And I say both, as I continue to blame the Knights Templar and the Hospitallers. The real reason New York lost their towers. Don't sit back or hesitate to react to the impact. Many taking a nap. In fact, they would fake an attack to make way for the Patriot Act. Some say, hey, it ain't safe to say that, but it's the same game. Different name on the map as they place blame. And they aim at a racket. It's a damn shame because they never claimed the hijack. Following the fiddle, one with a bound hero. The town hero responsible for ground zero. Objects in the mirror close and they appear so clear. Your ear to hear the sound of fear grow. Beware the eagle, the dragon, and the ego. And footage that they show that we are forced to see slow. Persecuted and disputed because of the queen. All the strings that control these kings come from below. Observe the nerve of this dark heart government. Thinking they can avoid a spark with another mint. Walk right up, take the ark of the covenant. The cards have been pulled by the shark and I'm loving it. Look hard and you will find seven. Head to the beast behind 9-11. Wrapped in fine even John Lennon couldn't imagine this modern day Armageddon We've been ambushed, pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed to know the ledge Pledge allegiance, not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush unless it's burning We've all been ambushed, pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed to know the ledge Pledge allegiance, not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush unless it's burning There is a chance for the President of the United States To use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think only once, and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. From junior to senior to grapple, Prescott to the Nazi mouse house in the center at Epcot. Let's not forget their messed up mascot. Skull and bones digging up Geronimo's rest spot. These foam thrones are not alone in their upset plot. These dark gnomes are part of homes, so I take my best shot. With the heart of stones, they are prone to never get caught. Is there a cool phone details and emails on your desktop? Many be growing up gaudy like Mayor Giuliani. Practicing karate with the Illuminati. I taunt the Kimosabi who's quick to kill somebody. For the love of mud, honey, or a little blood money. I don't find these thugs funny. They sell drugs to bugs funny. Not that it's any of my business that I'm his adapted ducks, buddy. Just hide it when they 
They laugh at me and what my dreadlocks When they kill tiny children Left many building blocks Bloody the square and the compass And the almanac Are you aware that they're amongst us And it's all an act Semyeza and his Ezlub Now come crawling back Drove the bohemian grove Dressed all in black A serpent king Worshipping a stone owl The dragon Ronald Reagan Ain't Colin Powell Flipping scripture like Vanna White Showing a vowel We have to plan to fight And never throw in the towel We've been ambushed Pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed To know the ledge Pledge allegiance Not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush Unless it's burning We've all been ambushed Pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed To know the ledge Pledge allegiance Not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush Unless it's burning Remember this Your government funded And trained Al-Qaeda The Supreme Court's ruling that said that uh, we must conduct ourselves under the common Article 3 of the Geneva Convention. And that common Article 3 says that you know, there will be no outrages upon human dignity. It's, 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 like, it's very vague. What does that mean? You're listening to the first 52 God Only Knows Why. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and Radio Chaos. Yes, we joined a new station last week. I want to thank them for bringing me on board with them. I really like being there. And, of course, I love being with Jack. And I see, you know, I, I've become in, I've become so big, so big, that I've got spam bots over in the Jack Blood uh, uh, chat room. Isn't that lovely? I don't even know what the hell they're posting. Yeah, I see that, Swag. You can't block them all, right? Eh, let them have their fun. Bunch of douchebags. I'm just trying to save all of you. And you want to come here and mess with me. This was recommended. I forget who recommended this song, uh, this band last week, and I appreciate it. Very nice. All right. Let me get rid of that there. Welcome back to First 52, RazRadioLive.com. Like I said, Sean here. It's still the uh, 12th of January, 2016. That won't change quite yet, will it? Not until midnight, at least. Then it'll be the 13th. Then we'll have another day, and another day, and another day, and another day. We'll see how fast these days continue to go. They just seem to be flying by left and right. I mean, just, it's done. The day is over. I barely get any of my work done, and it's time to go home. It's just, it's mind-blowing. You know, as a kid, I remember people, ah, as you get older, time goes faster. Make sure you, you get the things out you, you want to get out. I just never thought it would really go that fast. I mean, it, it's just, it just means Allah. Is that what that means, that symbol outclassed? I, Okay, you know what? I don't go around screaming God to you because you know I really don't. I'm not a religious guy. So, but uh, leave me alone. Go away, douchebags. Uh, you know I, I'm always against laws. Not always against laws. I, you know most laws we don't need. Uh, but every once in a while, the state or your county or your township might do something that you might actually stand up for or you might agree with and be happy that they're going to do. It happens every once in a while. We got that going on in my my neck of the woods down here, in, and this is for anybody in Florida. You'll you'll like to hear some of this information. 
I think you're going to be happy. State leaders are looking at making a major change on Florida waterways. Right now, marine officers can stop a boater without cause. NBC2's Tim Ronka rode along with Charlotte County deputies to find out why some think they need to change the rule on the water and it will make boating less safe. Charlotte County Marine Deputy Roland Lytle says his job is safety first, and sometimes that means stopping boaters for a random safety inspection. I'd say about 90% of the people that we pull over thank us and appreciate the fact that we're out there checking. Right now, he can stop any boat he wants, but a new proposed law would require him to find probable cause before doing so, and that worries him. It's not only going to make our job a little more challenging, but it's going to it's going to be at the expense of the safety of the general public, I believe. Why, One major law? concern that law enforcement has is what happens during season when there's a lot of folks from out of state that aren't used to boating and may not be as familiar with Florida's safety laws. Voters seem split on the idea. Jim Healy, who lives on his boat, says it's about time the law has changed. If they're going to come aboard, they ought to be able to tell you why. They ought to have an articulable reason. Charter Captain Ralph Allen doesn't want the law changed, worried less police stops would attract more poachers. I would think that any potential fish poachers out there would be licking their chops with the prospects of this law, giving them the ability to avoid having their coolers or boats searched. If the proposed law passes, it would go into effect on July 1st. In Charlotte County, Tim Ronka, NBC2. So, you know, I support the change of the law. And that last guy that said that poachers are going to feel that they can just get away with it. If a police officer or or a Marine officer either A, observes you fishing and putting fish in your cooler, that's probable cause to ensure you're not poaching. If a police officer or a Marine patrol officer gets a phone call saying, hey, I think these guys are poaching, and they describe your boat to a detailed description, maybe the people on it and things like that, and there's probable cause to board your boat because you might have been fishing illegally, which that's a whole other issue in itself, but it is a law, and we do have to follow it at this point in time. So if there's a probable cause that or a reasonable belief, suspicion that you were poaching, they'll, they'll find ways around these laws. So these guys that are saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it harder. It's really not. They'll find ways around them, just like they find ways around them other ways. You know, they, they can claim they saw you holding a beer while you were driving the boat. Well, that, if they claim that, then there's their probable cause. You know, they can get on. If they want to get on your boat, they'll get on your boat. But it's nice to make it a little harder. That's the whole point, is make it a little harder. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to this getting passed. I'm hoping it gets passed. And uh, it's something I support. I'm a boater here in Florida. I'm out on the water a lot. And, I, you know, I don't want to be boarded. I just, I don't. Stay away from me. I don't do anything wrong. I got my kid, my wife, and my parents on the boat when we go out on the boat. Why do I need uh, anybody doing anything? Leave me alone. That's all I got to say about that one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So I said we were going to talk about AI a little bit. But what is AI? Artificial intelligence. It's one of those things that uh, we've looked forward to for a long, long time. Uh, looks like you guys did a good job over in uh, the Jack Blood chat room. I appreciate your blocking efforts. It looks like it has slowed down. Thank you very much. Uh, it's something we've always hoped for. You know, when I was a young child, before uh, computers were the way they are now, I... I I looked forward to, to the growth 
of the computer age and, and video games getting better and, and life being made easier for us. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to all that. I'm sure a lot of you out there were too. You know, before we started paying attention more, before you started realizing that this could be trouble, before you even thought that it really could get to the feasible point of a, a Terminator-type situation. You know, when I was a young kid, we could have never guessed that we'd be where we are today. I'm 40 years old. When I was 12 years old, 13 years old, I never thought we would be here today. Where we are with the the ability to do the things we have the ability to do without even trying. I mean, just think about it. The first computers were really that useful. You know, there was no internet. My first computer was a Macintosh, the old classic Macintosh. And I could, uh, you know, do reports on it, school reports on it. There were some games that were fun to play. But that was it. You had to have a disc. You had to buy it. You had to have all this stuff ready to go. There was no just clicking on and being there. So, of course, we wanted to see the advancement of these these technologies. And at the time, I don't think any of us thought they would become as as dangerous to us as they have become. And they have. They've, they've become slightly dangerous. Technology. You know, I referenced Terminator. And that was really the first... First movie in my generation that pointed out that maybe robots could take over. Now, there's a movie that's newer that I'm going to re- reference after I read some of this. And we'll discuss how, how it could happen. Google chairman thinks AI can help solve world's hardest problems. Google's chair, Google's chairman thinks artificial intelligence will let scientists solve some of the world's hardest problems like population growth, climate change, human development, and education. Rapid development in the field of AI means the technology can can help scientists understand the links between cause and effect by sifting through vast quantities of information, said Eric Schmidt, executive chairman of Alphabet Inc., the holding company that owns Google. AI will play this role to navigate through this and help us. It can also aid companies in designing new personalized systems. In the future, Schmidt would like to see Eric and not Eric, he said, at a conference in New York, where Eric is the flesh and blood. Schmidt and not Eric is the digital things that helps me. Google has been one of the most significant corporation corporate backers of AI. It uses the technology for new businesses like self-driving cars and to improve existing ones, such as the Android phone operating system or Google's search engine. But competition is heating up as Facebook Inc., Microsoft Corp., International Business Machine Corp., Baldi Inc., and others are also plowing resources into research for the technology. The power of AI technology is is it can solve problems that scale to the whole planet. AI is becoming so influential and important that companies should work together to create standardized approaches, Schmidt said, or said Schmidt, using similar tools and publishing their research to the academic community. I don't know. It can help us. The movie I was referring to was iRobot. If you remember iRobot, 
we had these robots that this company developed to make our daily life easier. You know, help us clean the house, watch the kids, go pick up your medication. And everything was great and it was perfect. But there's an artificial intelligence behind this. And that artificial intelligence job was to, you know, protect human beings, follow the three laws. Well, as it grew and its intelligence went beyond what we could control, it decided that the only way to protect humans was to enslave them. That was the only way to keep them safe, was to take the decision-making power away. Now, I know it's just a movie. I get that. But could it lead somewhere? Could it be what actually happens? And yes, foretold, the waterways technically are a constitutional free zone, as well as 100 miles in, which means almost the entire state of Florida is a constitutional free zone, if you do the math. And you measure 100 miles in, I think there's a like a 50-mile corridor in the center of the state if we're going to follow the you know 100-mile law. But anyway, I, I don't want to poo-poo I don't want to not see us grow and develop new technologies. I just want to be sure that those technologies aren't going to be the the demise of the human race in general. And that's very, uh, it's not really that crazy of a thing to say. I mean, it's it's really not. Think about it. If if it's learning on its own and it can solve global warming and, and help with population control we don't want to call it reduction because that would be evil but if it's population control that's a good thing right we can control the population Hmm. i wonder if that's something we'd want to do control the population you never know what they want to do we have new video this morning of the shooter who says he was inspired by ISIS, ambushing a police officer on the streets of Philadelphia. That officer somehow managing to get out of the vehicle and return fire. We're learning more now about this gunman, and ABC's Eva Pilgrim is on the story from Philadelphia. Eva, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. A chilling attack. A police officer ambushed driving down this very street this morning. We are waiting on authorities to formally announce charges against the man allegedly at the center of it all. Police say that alleged gunman claims he's pledged his allegiance to the Islamic State. Surveillance video shows this terrifying attack. According to police, the man dressed in a white robe is 30-year-old Edward Archer, seen here rushing towards a marked police cruiser, firing about a dozen rounds. He even reaches into the car before running away. This morning, Archer, who police say confessed he carried out the unsuccessful assassination attempt in the name of Islam, is being investigated by the FBI. ABC News has learned the 30-year-old was not on any watch lists, but officials are now examining two trips to the Middle East, one to Saudi Arabia in 2011 for the Muslim pilgrimage Hajj and another to Egypt in 2012. This is absolutely one of the scariest things I've ever seen. I mean, this guy tried to execute the police officer. The police officer had no idea he was coming. Uh, 
It's amazing he's alive. Despite being seriously injured, the video shows Officer Jesse Hartnett getting out of his patrol car and chasing after his attacker, firing back, hitting him in the backside. Other officers picked up Archer just a short distance away. Three gunshot wounds to the left arm is all we have. Absolutely amazing that that's all he sustained. I cannot explain how he escaped that. Nothing short of miraculous, and we're thankful for that. Speaking to Philadelphia ABC station WPVI, Hartnett's father says he rushed to the hospital where his son was able to talk with him after waking up from surgery. Me tough road. He's a tough guy. I love him. I'm very proud of him, and he's an excellent person. Now, Edward Archer was treated and released from the hospital this morning. He's waking up inside a Philadelphia jail cell. As for the gun used in that attack, police mm -hmm. tell us mm -hmm. it was stolen from oh. a police officer's home several years ago. Dan. Extraordinary. So we can definitely rule out that any of the uh, gun control executive orders or anything like that that Obama's going to want to try to do and, you know, obviously wouldn't have prevented this because this was a police officer's gun that was stolen from his house. Stolen from his house. <clears throat> and, of course, the guy's for ISIS. He supports ISIS, and he's got a stolen cop gun. I don't know. That kind of brings up some some questions in my mind as to the motive and the idea and the, the direction and who's involved. I don't, I don't know. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, but it just happened to be a cop's gun. I mean, come on. And it's nice because it doesn't go with the narrative. It's not going to uh, support the gun control. <clears throat> Wait, yeah, but that's Border Patrol, not the Coast Guard or local police that have boats. Actually, uh, the local police do have boats here, and, and, and that's what that story was about, Fortoed. Uh, most of the sheriff's departments in our county have Marine Patrol units. Uh, those are the ones doing that, that, that action. So they should follow what the, the laws are that they would have to follow on the road because they're no more than just a cop on a boat. That's the only difference. So, yeah, we do have Marine Patrol units that are Charlotte County sheriffs riding those boats. Uh, those are the ones patrolling the waterways here. And our buddy Greg Knight, he uh, he's not too far from me now. So uh, maybe I'll get him up here in studio one week and he'll uh, uh, do the show with me. That would be rather interesting because he's only an hour away now. I've been avoiding the police talk. We're going to get there. Uh, Felipe is going to be joining me in about 15 minutes or so. We've got another break to take before he gets here, just so you know. you know, Got to get another break on, guys. You know, It's just uh, part of the thing. I'm trying to – I won't be taking a break with Felipe, so that will be a straight 45 minutes of uh, no break. So I get straight through on the next hour, I promise you. All right, so that's that man accused in Philly. We talked about that. I rolled across an interesting article today. Father of Koch brothers helped build Nazi oil refineries, book says. Now, I'm not going to read this whole article. Uh, it's funny that they're pointing this out, and I'm not a big fan of Koch. However you say their name, I always say it wrong. Koch, 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 whatever their name is. Um, I, I don't support them. I don't trust them as much as any other rich person I don't trust. Uh, but... If they're going to point this out, try to bring down the, the, the Koch brothers, I guess that's how you say it, I don't know. Uh, why don't we point out Bush's heritage and family, what Prescott did? Now, it goes through many of large companies were doing this at the time. Now, I would have to say that, that that's a problem. 
Now, we could go to Operation Paperclip, where we brought all the Nazis back here to America that we wanted, that we needed. And again, uh, JFK to 9-11, it's all a rich man's game or a rich man's trick. Great documentary. gets really into this, uh, this thought pattern that of the, the billionaires and the, and the elite supporting Nazis. They all did it. Are they still around? Did we ever eliminate the Nazis? Are the Nazis really the global elite? Is that the main branch of the global elite? That's kind of what that documentary points to. And if you watch Winter Soldier, that's kind of what they point to there. They even reference Operation Paperclip in that movie. Now, again, I know it's just a movie. It's just a movie. doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean that, that they're just trying to warn us ahead of time. No, it, does, it doesn't mean that. Like I've always said, they have to warn us. They have to let us know. They're evil. And they've been in control for way too long. How are we going to end that? Uh, the the article is from the New York Times. It's on my, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. If you want to uh, go check that out, you can definitely read through it. It's a lengthy one. It's about this chick's book. So, you know, obviously it's promoting her book. They point out some good things, but it's things that should be pointed pointed out for everybody who is involved in those periods of time doing those things. <sighs> I don't know. And, I'll, I, and, and this article here really caught my attention. Qu- Congress quietly ends federal government's ban on medical marijuana. Now, this is from uh, December 16th. That's how long it's been sitting on my computer, believe it or not. And I've been wanting to touch on it, but I didn't really get a chance to read through it. So I didn't I didn't really bring it up, but I got to read a little bit of it today. Tucked deep inside the 1,603-page federal spending measure is a provision that effectively ends the federal government's prohibition on medical marijuana and signals a major shift in drug policy. The bill's passage over the weekend, remember this is a few weeks ago, marks the first time Congress has approved nationally significant legislation backed by legalization advocates. It brings almost to a close two decades of tension between the states and Washington over medical use of marijuana. Under the provision, states where medical pot is legal would no longer need to worry about federal drug agents raiding retail operations. Agents would prohibit would be prohibited from doing this. Yeah, so they couldn't break in, they couldn't break your cameras, and then they couldn't take your drugs after they've removed you and your customers. Yeah, that, that couldn't happen then, right? The Obama administration has largely followed the rule since last year as a matter of policy, but the measure approved as part of the spending bill, which President Obama plans to sign this week, will codify it as a matter of law. Pot advocates had lobbied Congress to embrace the administration's policy, which they warned was vulnerable to revision under a less tolerant future administration. More important, from the standpoint of activists, Congress Congress's action marked the Emergence of a new alliance in marijuana. A new alliance in marijuana. So hopefully uh, we will see this change. And and as I wait for Florida here to approve medical marijuana in November, uh, because I have family members that need it. And I don't want to take the risks anymore that it takes to make sure they have it. 909, how you doing? Got a call from uh, area code 909. I got you there. How you doing? Hey, it's Felipe. Hey, Felipe. Oh, you're early, brother. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to roll us into a break then since I got you. You want to sit tight here while I uh, take a quick break? It's going to be about 10 minutes. You want to call back? No, that's cool. I'll wait. All right, man. Sit tight. Well, as you guys hear, I got Felipe on the line there. So let me take this break. I got to go, you know, relieve the bladder because I told you I'm going to go straight through uh, with him on this one. There will be no interruptions. There will be no break. Uh, so you guys sit tight. You listen to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, Radio Chaos. All three of you. Sit tight. I'll be right back with you. Well, there have been extraordinary scenes in Berlin tonight as thousands of people gathered to hear Barack Obama deliver a key foreign policy speech on his current European tour. Democratic presidential hopeful laid out his vision for America's place in a new world order, saying he was speaking as a proud citizen of the world, of the world, of the world. It is a big idea. idea. It is a big idea. idea. A new world order. It is a big idea. It is a big idea. A new world order. Have you ever taken a moment to second guess? The Freemasonic Order or the IRS? The Carlisle Group and the CFR? The Bohemian Grove and other so bizarre? The rulers of the world operate near the shadows. In the shadows. For oil, throw the leader in the gallows. In the gallows. Still the free man, it's land to the fascists. Have a little taste every time you pay taxes. The facts still remain. remain. Slowly see the change. change. Keeping you in line as they tighten up the race. The boogeyman's to blame for a global mainframe. Then they'll kill 80% when we see the end game. Such a shame, it won't stop. stop. Eyes wide shut. shut. Listen close to my words because it's time to wake up. It's time to live free or die. die. See through the lies, it's lies. time to save us. Republic, stand up and rise. Have you ever taken a moment to second question? Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. Uncover the truth to infernal dimension. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled. Hidden in plain sight with grim details. Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail. They call it new world order, a design to tame us. The global elitists. Like pawns, they play us. I'm not open your eyes, realize the disguise. CNN and Fox News, steady spitting out their lies. The media's corrupted, corrupted. hate what you know. No repeaters for reporters like you 20 below. Internet can't be trusted, it's one like a tiger. If you choose to think freely, then you must be Al Qaeda. From the moment you were born, every born. step's preconceived. Uh-huh. Implanted in your mind, a phony sense of destiny. Giving up your freedom, for fast security. Got the whole world chip of RFID. To second question, found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. Uncover the truth to infernal dimension. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled, hidden in plain sight with grim details. Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail. Republican and Democratic presidents alike, from Harry Truman to George Bush, said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. Order, 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 order. And people better understand that they mean exactly what they're saying. It's a new world order they're trying to create, and they're trying to do so, uh, without approval or consent of the government in this country. Uh, but despite the popular will, uh, this is a straightforward assault by the elitists in this country. This country, this country, this country. 
Have you ever taken a moment to stand up and fight? Up and for fight. liberty and freedom, bringing darkness to light. Defend the Constitution and the Bill of and Rights. The Bill of Make them feel the wrath of God when we stand and unite. Ignite a revolution with noble persistence. Feel the retribution of the global resistance. Divided will fall and get lost in the distance. United will prosper with continued existence. Resist the new world order and the NAU. Checkpoints now, what you gonna do? Microchipping your babies, selling you convenience, exploiting the lazy. Will you stand up for truth or submit to their slavery? Have you ever taken a moment to second question? Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. Uncover the truth to infernal omission. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled. Hidden in plain sight with grim details. Didn't beat them, and we don't make it easy when 
we see y'all coming Instead of just letting you beat us We be struggling and running I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick Sorry. And by the way, the taser and that pepper spray did the trick I'm still walking funny Hope my vision kicks back in I know that I was wrong, sir I'll never jaywalk again Somebody told me you was jealous Cause that car was brand new wow. I said the police jealous? That can never be true Maybe one day I can be as clever as you You care about us So you monitor whatever we do Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Policeman. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kicked that dude all in his face and beat the case, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. But no one's ever left me quite this sore. Welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and Radio Chaos. It is your host, Sean Raz, and it is still January 12th, 2016. What? What? What could we be talking about next? I just wonder. Got a feeling that I'm going under. We could be possibly talking about, I don't know, police accountability. Maybe that's something that's important, something that we, we really should concern ourselves with. It's, it's really a problem in our world. Uh, we see it constantly. I think, what, 12, 12.02 were killed last year? 1,202 people were killed to handle law enforcement last year. Now, that's an issue. That's a big issue in my mind. I, I think it should be a big issue in all of your minds. It should be something that everybody's concerned about. We know these guys are just trying to do a job. But we're seeing too many things, too much evidence, too many stories of them doing bad while they try to do good. So how do we stop that? Well, one of the best ways to stop that is to pull out that phone in your pocket. Make sure you hold it the right way, which would be horizontally, not vertically, and record every interaction you see with law enforcement. That's that's one of the best things you can do. Now, they're going to try to tell you that you can't do that, but don't stand for it. And that's why we are bringing on uh, Felipe Hemming from Photography is Not a Crime, because that's one of the things they really try to push on people, is to make sure you're recording. Felipe, how you doing, brother? 
I'm absolutely super looking high above the Los Angeles Valley today. Everything's lovely here in California. How about there, Florida? Uh, dude, it was, it's, it was cold today. I gotta be honest. It was freaking cold. I hate the cold. I moved to Florida to get away from the cold and it barely broke 60 today. That's the price you pay for living in paradise. <laughs> and this is the time of year called winter. So you can expect that to happen. Yeah, but we're not supposed to have winter in Florida, man. I mean, it's only a day or two that it happens, but man, I don't want that. <laughs> I think, I understand. You know, as you go a little further south, I understand it's nice and balmy and warm and socialist Venezuela. Then we don't have to worry about uh, exercising our constitution to protect the rights because they don't exist. <laughs> that is other than that, other than that, everything is uh, as well as can be expected. We're we're free, and our associates are free and breathing free and facing some uh, legal challenges, but that's not a big deal because uh, we have faith in the system, and that's what we're going to work with. Uh, as far as the the unfortunate death numbers from last year, the hands of law enforcement, the other terrible number associated with that is the lack of criminal prosecutions against officers that are responsible. And you can just you can just pick one, whether it be Tamir Rice or the gentleman killed up in Paradise, California, or the gentleman that was killed up in uh, Fresno coming out of the uh, subway with a carjack that appeared to look like a uh, assault weapon, according to law enforcement. Right. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's we're, we're almost like two sides of a coin, but then there's also these people that are intermingling that are kind of like lost of whether to decide to join the side of accountability or, or not. You know, it's like they're in this flux of whether they feel that they should hold these people accountable and expect more out of them or just sit back and say, hey, it's just the way it is. Well, I'm, you know, you as well as the other people have come to the choice of, we're not accepting it as just the way it is. Because it, it's not the way it is. And, you know, Felipe, something that we don't talk about enough and, and something, you know, we've really focused on the deaths, which is important. I mean, let, let's be honest. Out of the 1,202, a uh, majority of them, I don't want to say deserve to die, but really asked for it. You know, they they, they, they left no other option. I'd say, uh, in my personal opinion, about 80% are people that kind of left no other choice. And you got 20% that, that uh, really didn't deserve it or, um, you know, other options could have been handled. But something we don't talk about, uh, which is a major issue, we saw it, I forget exactly where, the guy that was shot because he was holding a towel. Now, he survived, but his life will never be the same, and, and they're not being held accountable either for, for situations like that. Yeah, there's a situation that we run into out here in Los Angeles, and especially since the local media here is really emboldened or in love with the LAPD and the sheriff's office, is that there's very little or no accountability. Then we go into the court system, and it's even worse there. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Walter Vasquez, who was shot right down the street from where I'm standing at by a law enforcement officer who claimed he feared for his life because Mr. Vasquez was asking for assistance. He, you know, he's now missing the uh, Half his left, skull. Hemisphere, left hemisphere of his brain, the uh, large major portion of his skull. He's now blind in his eye, and now he's unable to support his family. Meanwhile... The police officer, which really wasn't kind of sort of a police officer, more like a glorified security guard that got absorbed into the, the LAPD, was you know patrolling uh, this this area and saw him. And that's about as much we know about because in California we have the Peace Officers Bill of Rights that prevents a lot of this stuff from becoming public. Well, but, I didn't know and, that really. Absolutely, yeah, because it's uh, it falls under the purview of their personnel record. And until the point it becomes a, a criminal matter, which is very, very, very rare, if not, you know, you, know, you have to be, you have to be like this 
the, the corrections officers in uh, Santa Clara County are the correction officer and San Francisco County who, you know, assaulted, if not killed, uh, inmates in custody where they actually face the punishment of the charge of murder or at least some aggravated, uh, aggravated assault or manslaughter charge. Rarely, if ever, do you see it out here in the street ever involving and the officer involved shooting. Now, recently, this last couple of days, there has been a, uh, by Chief Beck, that the pursuant of the charges, individual shot a homeless man down in uh, Venice. That's going to go to criminal prosecution, but I don't have very much faith that that's going to go anywhere. Most like, you know, the Tamir Rice case or. Well, they haven't, they haven't released that video to us yet, and I'm looking at the story on photography is not a crime right now. Uh, the video hasn't been released to the public as far as I can tell from the story. Um, right. And, and that's, you know, that brings, that raises question, not only that shooting, but there was another shooting of a homeless man, uh, where he was climbing into his tent. Do you remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. That was, and then, and then they, you know, uh, they blasted him in the media saying he was a, you know, a former bank robber and some other stuff. Not, uh, not really identifying the underlying problems of what this individual had going on. And you know, much like those 80% that you had mentioned earlier that, you know, they have brought the death upon themselves. When you're dealing with a person with limited mental capacity, you know, whatever term you want to use, the throwing the rational mind to the person that's person made a, a valid decision is invalid. You know, suicide by police officers is very, very common. And I imagine a large number of that 80% of the non-deserving deaths are suicide by cop, you know, brandishing a toy gun or, for refusing to drop a screwdriver or abusing to drop a knife. And they all they get the, they get the pass because these officers feared for their life. Come right. on now. Right, right. Seriously. And, and that's like in this story, uh, the, the homeless man, the one you were just uh, uh, referencing, uh, I don't, I'm trying to find his name. I don't see it here. Uh, oh, Bl- uh, Brandon Glenn. Um, yep. In that story, it's one of those those situations where they're claiming he was going for the gun. And, and I know, I don't think it was PNAC, but I know a group put out a, a really good video after that other homeless shooting uh, talking about the tension holsters that law enforcement yeah, carry. That was Tom Zebra and Shawnee, but they were. In, they, but later on, we found out that actually uh, retention holsters are against policy for the city of Los Angeles Police Department. They do not wear retention holsters. Really? That is why when their firearms get touched, they know that their weapon is unsecure. Well, then why, so why would they continue to? Why would they continue to to carry a a useless holster then? Because in my opinion, if you're not carrying a retention holster, well, the, the, the uh, devil's advocate in this field, that is one or two or three steps I have to take before my weapon clears this holster. Those are no, those are steps not willing to to take, and that's their mindset. That they, I, I should be able to. No one should be reaching for my firearm as a, as a, as a LAPD police officer without, you know, besides me. And that's their mindset. So, yeah, that's that's not the case. That's, uh, that was uh, an assumption. But after re- after performing diligent research and getting the policy, which is available online, is available at, L- uh, at LAPD's website. Any policy or procedure you want, you can find it on their LAPD police website. It's there. Well, thank you for, for correcting that for me because I, you know, I, I, I know my cops around here are Charlotte County Sheriff's. So I, I, I know because I've seen their holsters. Uh, they they carry retentions, and I understand the the two seconds or the 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 point four five seconds that it would take to pull that weapon. But wouldn't you think they'd want it more secure on them so that they always have control of it? Well, I would I would I I would say yes, but I also understand what they're saying. Uh, you got to understand that uh, LAPD has more officer involved shootings than 
most law enforcement agencies do in the country, and they developed their practices and procedure based upon practices and procedure in the past uh, past actions. They are a uh, a forward-thinking, technologically advanced police department. They tend to have people in their higher ranks of, with some, if not all, having a, a minimal bachelor's degree, if not master's degree, and some people have a doctor degree. So they're they're on paper they're intelligent, but uh, they definitely <laughs> on paper. Well, I can't verify it. I mean, I've met people with, you know, with multiple diplomas and multiple pieces of paper that claim to have some measure of intelligence, but, you know, in reality, they're lacking. But that situation there is, you know, it's, as I'm looking across the city right now, I'm telling you, it's, it's an amazing place. And for the many people that live here and have interactions with each other, the, the LAPD really focuses on very small sections of the city and their enforcement there is unbearable. Right down the road here, Skid Row is, which is not just limited to one street. It's, it's, it's several streets where you have, you know, thousands of people living on the street in tents. And, and instead of offering services and trying to work things out, these people are houseless by choice for some of them, homeless in other cases. And it's just, I mean, come on, it's, it doesn't get cold here. It doesn't, I mean, as cold as it gets here, it's probably 62 degrees, maybe 58 degrees on the coldest winter day here. So, and we don't get much rain, so there's no issue with, hey, my home's even washed away, except we're in an El Nino year. But, you know, it's not bad living if you're homeless. And, but that's a stretch, unless you're living that situation down there. And to add insult to injury, is the way the LAPD and the individuals assigned to that division interact with these people. And it's deplorable. It's, 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 you can't even properly describe these derogatory interactions without using some salty language. So well, you, you can use salty it. language here, so don't worry about it, Felipe. And then when you bring it to their boss's attention, they don't care. They realize that these individuals are living out there on the street every day. We're working at three twelves per week. And apparently they get, they get uh, jaded. And some cases these people are put in these areas because of the punishment. This is not a uh, prestigious area to want to work out with an LAPD. And instead of sending these people packing, they put them in a situation where they show up and take out their aggressions on the individuals they encounter that are in a worse situation than they are. Well, and I, I think yeah. another reason we see a, a lot, and this is uh, something else I wanted to discuss with you because it, it's becoming an issue that we're seeing a lot now. Uh, a lot of police unions are are fighting back against mandatory drug testing for law enforcement. And a lot of people are, are hypothesizing, and, and I think there's a lot of evidence pointing to it, that part of this reason is because uh, the cops need to have that that physical advantage over their their criminals that they got to fight with these guys on LSD or or these guys that are, are strung out on on some kind of drug that makes them you know PCP and they're completely strong they're these there's these human wrecking balls because they're on PCP so these cops need to make sure they got a an advantage so uh, it, well, it, it appears that we have a lot of steroid use possibly going on which well, could explain they should possibly concentrate on something that would increase the muscle use between their ears because <laughs> you know, that's, the, that's where a wise man gets into a situation where they try to de-escalate the situation because resulting to physical violence or physical force, you've already lost the battle. You really are. And the number of physical confrontations that could not be de-escalated 
are they're, they're manageable. They're really and truly manageable. Not every contact you need to be a Lou Ferrigno and Incredible Hulk. Matter of fact, having all that excess bulk and excess size is to your disadvantage because people want to fight you anyway. You know, they, they automatically assume that there's going to be some type of uh, uh, acknowledgement for beating the big cop's ass or something along the lines like that. But, you know, but the, those guys, you know, those typical guys don't want to fight anyway. So do you, you know? think, do you think there's an issue there? Do you think that that could be possibly uh, one of the problems within the, the community? No, I, not, not the uh, not performance-enhancing drugs, not PEDs. More so with narcotics abuse, alcohol abuse, and all the other recreational abuse, whether it be cocaine or opiates or cannabis. You know, they, they encounter it all the time. And I'll tell you from firsthand knowledge that, that members of law enforcement have huge drinking problems. And ones that don't have drinking problems, as evidence points in the direction, they will steal evidence from the evidence room. They will abscond of, of items that have been seized that are meant to go to court. They, they, like in the case of Fresno, where the assistant chief was actually running a drug ring where he was selling heroin, cannabis, and opiates. And so I think it's the lack of, not, not just the lack of recognition of the need for advanced mental health care for these individuals, because they see a lot of stuff. And they may not have developed a coping mechanism to deal with the, 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 the things that they see and the things that they experience, the smells that they smell mm-hmm. and the horrors that they experience when they go to work. And as a result, they, they tend to tend to self-medicate and, and instead of treating them for what it is and pe- giving them tools and techniques for dealing with that, they are embarrassed by claiming some have a mental health issue. They're worried about losing their gun. They don't want to like in New York city, they have the wooden gun club. They, they take their guns away from them. And they, they go uh, hang out with their wooden gun, and you know they give, give them a wooden gun because they would feel naked without it. It goes in their holster, and they go to their work and work a desk and answer the phone. And but really and truly, they probably should not be wearing that uniform any longer. They probably should probably get some vocational rehab and probably take a job doing something else where they have very little or no human contact. Yeah, that, but, would, that would make sense. And, and you know, Felipe, you were a, a firefighter EMT in in Southwest Florida. Uh, or southeast well, Florida, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, actually, all over the United States, I was a firefighter permit for 25 years. I started off in North Carolina, went to California, South Carolina, and finished off my career with Miami Bay Fire Rescue, retired in uh, 2011. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've worked right alongside these guys. Right. Uh, well, the point, I'm trying, the point I want to make here, though, hold on for one sec. The point I want to make is, uh, you know, I was a volunteer EMT for 10 years. Uh, being in that uh, that position... Uh, you see many of th- there's still things from when I was 19 years old that I'll never forget that I still smell the smell of the, the girl I was working on. I still uh, I still see her face uh, every time uh, something goes on that 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 makes me remember that day of rolling up on that car accident. Uh, these things happen to anybody in that kind of position. And it's not easy to cope with. I mean, I'm a heavy drinker. I, I kind of relate that back to my my years of, of EMS and, and being so young, I started when I was eight to 17 and then got my mm-hmm. license when I was 18. So I experienced Same. things at 17 that, that most people don't experience by 40. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Same here. Right out of high school. And then it was also in the military as well. And I, and I served in, 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 in certain capacity. It's awesome. So the human mind 
is not prepared for that type of stuff, and that's why people tend to have these problems. We can go into the whole discussion of uh, PTSD or PTSS and discuss the, the lacking of recognition for that ailment and how many people within emergency services or public safety services experience that, and they're not coping with it properly. And that also leads to, you know, them doing things they wouldn't normally do because they're relying on muscle memory or they're, they're, they're going through that emotion one more time. So they're not grasping things. The last thing they're going to do is admit they got a mental health problem. And back to the whole union deal, the biggest problem with those guys is they will defend bad cops. There's a case out of uh, Alameda County, which is, which is uh, Oakland and San Francisco, right across the bay, where there was a, uh, a short pursuit that started over in Alameda County, ended over in the, the other side in, uh, in San Francisco, where two Alameda County deputies started tearing into the guy, I mean, beating the hell out of the guy. I mean, made the, Rodney, the Rodney King beating looked, you know, tame. Mm. And I know this from some first-hand knowledge that it came to a point where these individuals were wanting the union, the uh, the deputies uh, association up there, to pay for their attorneys. And there were members of that executive board that said, "No, no, these guys are wrong. Why are we going to Why are we going to defend these guys that are wrong?" Well, that quickly resulted in a spontaneous election, and that person was removed from that executive board of that the deputies association after being the vice president treasurer and secretary for probably going on 10 years. As soon as he spoke out, it was over. And that's why we don't get many whistleblower cops. We don't get many people speaking against them because, I mean, they, they fear their, they fear their cush job. They fear their career. And that's, you know, I can sympathize with them. I can, but do I respect them? And I think I've said this before. No, I don't. All right. Well, because, the ones we see that step up and do it, uh, four years ago, three, four years ago, you had the cop up in North or South Carolina, that came out talking about uh, uh, quotas and, and how that he was being forced, and, and he's no longer a cop. He was he was terminated. Yeah, I think it was either Alabama or Mississippi, and and it was it was horrible. And he came on out, and then the local media did, did not do a really good job of exposing that. And they just, you know, they uh, I don't know. I can't speak for the actions of others, but I can only assume that the the rationale is it doesn't affect me. And hell, I can afford an attorney, so what does it matter? But that people don't understand that these laws target the, the poor and impoverished, those that are not able to afford the attorney and defend themselves. Right, because they need I mean, to hey, have people in prison to make money for the for the prison complex. So look a, at look at the case up look at the case up in Wisconsin that's making all. I, kinds I was just going to bring that up with you. I wanted to know your thought because I know that you know you guys over there that that you guys have been fighting very hard for a long time to bring this to the forefront. And this this documentary, Making a Murderer, on Netflix now, uh, is really making a an impact on society. And I think it's opening up. And I'm hoping people reach out to you guys more. Oh, right, we do. We we have our hotline, and people do call us up, and we get all kinds of stuff. And I filter through a lot of stuff, and have to dedicate some research into reading the the case and and figure figure out what's going on. But like you said, that back to that eighty percent, they, they bring this upon themselves. You know. You took a plea for, I got, I got one now, a guy called in and uh, talking about how he's being persecuted by his PO because he's a uh, uh, a black guy with a white girlfriend. Well, there's more to the story. But began trying to, to, line, to line on up to play that card, and we're not, I'm, I can't do that. I had to look beyond that to say, okay, is that possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. Because this is, you know, this is 2016. And the the power of the individual 
you know, we can go look at what, what Adam Kokesh is experiencing with his PO in Washington, Washington DC. And she's making up all kinds of stuff. And, and Adam's not dating a, a black woman or a person of color. He's dating a white girl. It's, it's just the fact that these POs, especially these federal POs, they're pencil pushers. And if they don't create some type of issue, it doesn't justify their position. And if it doesn't justify their position, then what are they going to do? These, these, these people don't have any accountability. There's nobody saying, hey, you got to do this or hey, you got to do that. They just, you know, it's, they just got to generate paperwork. And if they don't generate paperwork, people have, hey, what, you got, nobody's violating and you can't find something wrong with these people. And that's where it boils down to. But the Steve Avery case in Wisconsin, that shows that even with all the money, that man had over $400,000 from that settlement from the, 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 the first the first experience. 18 years, right. The first, the first phony case. And still, and my wife's an attorney, we sit there and discuss this case, but again, we don't have all the case files, and we don't know everything that's been filed in this case, nor have I had the desire, nor the time to dedicate reading into the Avery case, because I'm not signed on to it. Right. You know, he's not my client. I'm not working for Steve Avery. And if I started working on that, I got I got to forego all kinds of other stuff. Oh, that would take up all. That would take up all of your time. You wouldn't have time to oh, do anything absolutely. else. Absolutely, I can't do that. And there's enough people that are involved in that that are you know that have innocent project that was interested at first that helped him out the first time. The second time around, he's getting screwed over by this. But it's just a weird. It's just a weird dynamic. And I have my suspicions based upon different tells. On during certain interviews, and, and other people have expressed that as well, of, of who they believe may have something to yeah. do with it. The same faces keep showing on up. Who's your, same, what's, your th- what's your theory? Who do you think? Uh, weird, there's a weird situation between the ex-boyfriend and her brother, and and how and, and then how it was a cousin who found the vehicle on a property and that is not secure, and people not and and understanding the resentment that people feel because going towards the Avery's because they tend to look down upon people that are in the junk business for whatever reason, not realizing that every car there is like a bag of money and that can be sold for parts or even for metal. And that's what that is. And I mean, I understand these people's personality issues or whatever they're appealing towards them, but I don't care about how you feel about somebody. The guy's not doing anything wrong. And he may be odd looking. They may be a little slow. Maybe the system failed them, which you obviously can tell because once they, were incarcerated for an extended period of time, even with the, 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 the nephew or the cousin Brendan, all of a sudden became far more articulate. But the whole time, and that's why I was even having this conversation with my wife, saying, hey, I don't think that guy, he may have scored low on the IQ test of a 70 and a 69 verbal, which would make him borderline, mark him as borderline retarded. Right. But um, I would tend to ask for another test to see if there's something to, to, to judge it against. And then as you see the guys with more and more, more time in custody, that he comes far more articulate. And they railroaded that poor kid. They absolutely railroaded. But that happens every single day in this country. That is not unusual. We have a case in, in uh, Texas where the kid with the uh, phone charger for his, on his backpack, a solar cell on his backpack. And because you have all these Islamophobes, the whole uh, city had a bomb. And that's when that went away. And then you had a kid who made the clock. Oh, yeah. And, Again, these individuals, the, the, these individuals were held for days, for days without the benefit of an attorney, for days without the benefit of the parent, and it happens all the time. Well, you can, you can thank the, I think you can thank the Patriot Act for that a lot of the ways. I was like scumbag cops, you know <laughs> well, that too, yeah. The, you know, because local law enforcement can enact a Patriot Act they, in order. To, there's very limited things local law enforcement can do in relation to that, and that's who's making these decisions, and they're not getting the. 
instantaneous response from whomever the law enforcement agency at the next level up to come in and say, hey, this is what we got. They want them to run with the case to see that they have and, you know, distill it up and see if they have anything there. In some cases, they, these, you know, these are cops. And to, to, for them to pass it to the FBI, the FBI's like, well, what do you got? And while we're interviewing the kid, blah, 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 we can make up a story and figure it out. But typically there's nothing there. Yeah. And nothing, there's nothing there at all. And there's nothing to go with. It's, Just a, like weird, that. it's a weird case to watch. Uh, I, I'm kind of thrown up right now whether I think it's the, the two main cops, the link and the other one, or if it was the brother that was involved. I, I, or maybe the brother well, working I, with the cops. Yeah, I think there's two cops are involved, but not in the murder of the young woman. Not in any capacity. That would be far too much of a stretch for them. And, and I would, I haven't looked into seeing how if there was any intermingling between any of that. Like I said, I haven't taken on this case to look at anything. And if I were to look in this case, I don't want to know associations and relationships with all parties involved. Right. And then build that picture backwards and see, okay, where would it, and then there's several things that you discussed with this, like uh, cell phone location. You know, I could find out where her phone pinged out and pinged out last, and there was a voicemail that was answered, and miraculously her brother happened to know the uh, passcode to get on it. So there's all kinds of, again, back to the whole deal, that's, that's fishy. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, and but, that, and that one dude that was running the searches, I think you were referring to him earlier, the brother's friend. Yeah, he, he, yeah he's a little sketchy too. I've got some questions about his involvement uh, and oh, like yeah. and the finding of the car and the way it was set up with uh, you know his cousin was sent there and he was the guy running it all. Yeah, there's definitely some 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 sketchy questions there. We only got about ten minutes left, so I want to move on to uh, the next big thing that I think is uh, probably high on your radi- radar and the radar of, of everybody else over at uh, PNAC. Uh, the, and the, the Arizona law they're trying to pass right now. You know the one I'm speaking I- of. I would say so to some some to some aspect, but the biggest thing that's on our radar now, right now at PNAC, is uh, Jeffrey Marcus Gray and his case with the St. Johns County School Board and their uh, civil lawsuit against him regarding his investigative reporting. Now the case in the the, the bill in Arizona, you know, it's uh it's at the legislative level, and if they're going to move forward with it, they're going to move forward with it, and they're going to enact it, they're going to enact it, but. Um, I don't think it, the Texas want to do something. Else. We're talking about where they're trying to make it unlawful to film law enforcement officers unless you're uh, twenty a, a feet away. Yeah, you got to be like twenty yeah, feet no, away. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what they enact. It really and truly doesn't because the Glick decision in Massachusetts and and, and in cutting and in uh, uh, the Cummings case in Georgia set the precedent that uh, documenting a public official in a public capacity is protected under the Constitution, of the United States, and the Bill of Rights. So. For them to enact it, yeah, they can do it, and then the person has standing, and then they they beat the case in court. Yeah, they, I mean, it's it's gonna be unco- like any other constitutional act that's created by a legislative party. We got to wait for someone to have standing in order to even fight it. And I don't think it's gonna get. It's gonna, I don't think it's gonna pass the test. Okay, but and if it, you know, because we did away with that here in California, and they did away with it in Colorado, and we're slowly getting getting some ground. Because here, prior in California, a cop could come up to you, and not even have to give you a warning to stop filming. Was issued with a PC-148. Well, last year's House uh, the, uh, here in California rewrote the PC-148 charge, which was interfering with the performance of a law enforcement officer or a peace officer, and included the part and excluded the part that says you cannot charge someone with this if they just simply happen to be filming on scene. Colorado uh, did the same thing. Several other states have done the same thing. 
uh, where they say, you know, you're out of your mind. You, you know, if they're not interfering, don't do it. And the best bet, as we all know, is the majority of the time law enforcement officers are not going to have an derogatory interaction with you. And I've had these conversations. We had our our, uh, our correspondent, Phil Turner, get arrested down in Houston, in Houston, Texas, in Harris County. And that's another thing I was working on last month. Last month was really busy with uh, Jeff Gray and his situation and Phil Turner with his situation and a new guy that we have who's putting some uh, material for us, David Warden. Yeah, Charlie, and, Charlie sent me an article or uh, some a PDF earlier, and I haven't had a chance to look at it. Graspy sent, sent it to me, the uh, Reynolds Ray, uh, Reynold case or something along those, Chavez. Does that ring a bell? I haven't read it yet, so I'm just kind of throwing it at you. Chavez case. Okay. But uh, nah, I'm not, I, I, haven't, I haven't read that one. I may have already read it before. I had to relook at it to see exactly what it's dealing with, but it has not uh, – well, so, so take me through the gray thing because you said that's that's really on the top of your list, and like I said, we only have a few more minutes here. Absolutely. What uh, Jeffrey Gray, with his YouTube page called Honor, uh, Honor Your Oath, has done is he goes out and does uh, First Amendment audits and public records audits. So in this case here, he was going to the St. John County School District's yards for first to get the MSDS, which was the, the Material safety data sheets or have some material sheets to find out what exactly what chemicals are being used on school properties. And he was giving some grief about that. And they, uh, they told him that he had to go downtown. Yes, we wound up suing them. And the next thing he was working on was the, uh, going and seeing the school buses and seeing if they're completing their pre-trip inspections. Where, what, reason, ca- what county is, what county is that in? Is that, is that Fort Myers area? No, St. John's County, which oh, is, St. John's, uh, okay. Which is part of your beach. Well, Jacksonville is uh, Duval County, okay. so directly south of directly south of Duval County. It's a very nice area. Um, doesn't have a lot of problems. But the situation there was you had you had a a bus accident where the bus driver ran off the road, hit a tree, and it resulted in a pretty severe injury for a teenager or a young person who had to be extricated from the, the bus. And from that, Jeff started going out and. Uh, do a public records request on site, which is allowed under Chapter 119 of the Florida Statute, to go and inspect the public record, which was the pre-trip inspection on the bus. Well, he discovered they weren't being done. He uh, he filmed them not checking them out. He went to acquire to get the documents and gave him a hard time. And as a result of these interactions, and also uh, also um, recording these people during a public session where they said some unsavory things about him and called him and making up all kinds of falsehoods, he just, they didn't like that. They don't like being embarrassed, and as a result of that, they. They gave him a trespass warning. He has two kids who go to school in this district. They told him that he could only go there to pick up and drop off his kids. And and if he were to try to go attend a public function, that he would have to call ahead and get permission to do so. And as a response to him dropping the first case, only because he had some, had some other issues going on and what didn't seem viable to, to continue with the one case, he uh, the St. The John County School Board decided to sue him for $15,000 to make up their losses in their or what they're saying is their legal cost, and this what's called it's a slap lawsuit. It's it's they're they're going after Jeff for retaliation for exercising his constitutionally protected right in the state of Florida to access public records, and and going against him making up all kinds of false allegations about his activities and what he's doing when he's doing nothing wrong. And the all that information is available on our website. Exactly what's going on, but that is absolutely. One of our biggest cases going on right now is because that's one of our guys, and he's facing them. Then we also have our two guys in uh, Texas, which were arrested for simply um, 
taking pictures on the side of a road on a, in, a, in a town called Deer Park, uh, Deer Park, Deer Park, Texas, which is in Harris County, right near all the ports and stuff like that. And that's on there where uh, Philip Turner was arrested by a Harris County deputy working off duty for as a security officer, essentially. And the guy the day before, and I sent him down there to cover the arrest of David Warden. Or he contacted the DA's office, letting know he was going down there, and he was still arrested. And you know, and they're, they're playing that game there, which is, is silly. They're trying to say he was trespassing, and he was on the roadway. And there's that all that story is on there as well, with the exclusive audio from when Philip was in the back of the police car, and you could hear the Deer Park police asking their dispatch, uh, having a conversation on the radio, just asking. What exactly are we charging this guy for? What is he being charged with? And the one of the officers uh trespassing, and that officer gets on the radio. That's gonna be kind of hard. He's on a public roadway, so that's that whole that's that Texas situation. Mm. That's the, the two biggest things that we got going on there as far as active, and then we have uh, as well as every other case that comes across our desk of you know people calling in or stories that we're uh, investigating. And, and things along the lines like that. It's been really, really busy winter season, unfortunately, and I don't foresee it slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, we don't want you guys to be busy, but we are happy you guys are out there. Uh, you, you do some great work. Uh, I've said this to you, I believe. I've said this to uh, Charlie. I've said this to Grant and Carlos. Uh, your, your, your information is well-researched. You guys do a great job in ensuring that you're providing uh, true accurate information and that's one of the reasons why i've really tried to attach myself with you guys because i really respect the work you're doing uh you were talking earlier about your whistleblower hotline that's 305-900-3069 uh for anybody out there any side of the fence that that has something they want to uh put out or try to bring to attention uh felipe one last thing uh we talked about the arizona issue now in uh, fresno california they're using this. What's it called? The the beware system. Have you have you looked into this at all? Do you know anything about it? Describe describe the beware system for me. You're talking about the the trap the trap the uh, tag scanning system. Uh, no, this is the it, it basically scores your your uh, your danger oh, okay. level. Absolutely, absolutely pre crime. Yeah, actually, that's been in play now. For a couple of years, it's being used by several smaller departments in California. Indio, which is where where right where I'm by, um, uh, Irvine's using that, and it's based upon you know crime prediction, based upon time of day, uh, location, and they're trying. Some people have been spinning up trying to say profiling, and unless you already have an existing profile, it's doubtful that you're in that system. And I don't think that they're using any social media tags. Or anything along the lines like that, unless you're already out there making it public and uh, that, well, you're doing it. That, that's the thing about this one, and that's why <laughs> that's why this one makes me nervous because it does refer to social media, uh, to different things like that. I'm trying to find the main point here in the in the story I read earlier today. Basically, what it does is when when they get a call, uh, they will re- reference the name, and that reference will go through a bunch of different points, and it will search social media posts. It will. Uh, look at history. It will look at if uh, if you were a veteran or not, and it will advise uh, the level, whether it be green, yellow, or red, as to what you're what you're responding to. It's called the Beware System. Uh, I, I posted the article. It's out of the Washington Post. It's from uh, January 10th. Uh, it's on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and Facebook. So if you want it, if you want to check it, take a look into it because it's a lot deeper than than what uh, what I think you're you're thinking it is. Uh, all right, I got to wrap up. 
I, I got to wrap I, up here. I, I got another I, show coming up, so I want to get where people can find you, uh, the best ways to contact you or anybody else within PNAC there, and, and the final little bit of wrap up here. Okay, but we can, but you can already get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me at Felipe, at Felipe Henley on Twitter or at PNAC News on Twitter. Uh, you can call our hotline and call in on that. You can call, you can reach me by Felipe Henley at Gmail. Uh, pretty much, you can go on to Facebook, you can go on Twitter, you can go any place like that. We will respond to you in a very short period of time. We're here to help you. We're here to help you in any capacity we can, no matter what side of the fence you're on. Um, that's why we're involved. Right. Uh, and, and I know you're doing a, a fun drive. I saw some posts today um, from Carlos and a few other guys. Uh, one, do you do you have that information readily available to to, to promote real fast? You can go onto our webpage, and it's, but it's through PayPal. And you can, we're a, uh, a not-for-profit organization, so all your donations to our organization are, are tax-deductible. And because many other organizations this time of year are doing fundraisers, and that's how we keep the lights on. That's how we keep everything rolling. You know, ad revenue doesn't cover everything. And if it's and we're working on some other other projects that we may even start individual drives for each individual project. Because a lot of times there's so much documents that are being held back by different agencies that in order to seek a remedy from these agencies, we got to go through the legal process. And the lawyers aren't the lawyers aren't cheap, mm-hmm. and good lawyers are not free. That's and that's true. That and is- so, so it also allows us to. We're working on several different things: a, a fence fund for our people that are allowed running the problems. And uh, maybe even the fence fund for later on to uh, apply to different cases where individuals are in a bad spot because that's just the way it is. Well, and I know you, I know you like the comment I made earlier, and I, I hope you guys look into to teespring.com. I've used that multiple times. I would love to buy a shirt, and you can make some good good income off of that. Uh, so I hope you guys do look into that because it's a great program. It doesn't cost you a dime, and you make some some ge- decent uh, revenue off of it. Well, we're looking for any avenue you can. We appreciate you giving us an input on that, and we'll definitely pursue that. All right, brother. I really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, as I always say, if there's ever a time you need uh, to get on air, you you let me know, and you guys have uh, car blanche to my show at any moment. Well, I appreciate that, brother. You have a good night, man. Take care. You too, Felipe. We'll talk to you soon. And there goes Felipe Hemming. Photography is not a crime. I definitely suggest you guys check them out. If you haven't already, uh, you know, this will be replayed and downloaded, so I want to make sure I say that. Uh, so people will will go check out what they put out because they really do put out some of the best information out there. You know, they, they really do do a good job of ensuring that they get it right every time. You guys have been listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and Chaos Radio. I will be back next week. Uh, maybe we'll have another guest. Who knows? All I want you to do is be a human being, love your neighbor, and be cool, man. Be cool. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense A weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just try get through in this world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace when i'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when i'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this bad race 
so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity